friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on The Voice of America. Voice of America. The Voice of America special basketball Africa League coverage continues this Monday. VOA English Radio will bring you the FAP Cobra Sport game which tips off at 2100 GMT UTC in Cairo, Egypt. Please join me and Prince Nesta for our pregame show at 2030 GMT. Both FAP and Cobra Sport have losing records in the Nile Conference. The Cameroonian club FAP has one win and two losses, and Cobra Sport, based in Juba, South Sudan, has one win and three losses losses. Cobra Sport has been giving the team's 15-year-old center, Kamen Malawach, a chance to gain valuable international experience in Cairo. Malawach is a product of the NBA Academy Africa and Ball Elevate program. I asked Abel Enson, the team liaison for the Moroccan basketball club, A.S. Saleh, for his impressions of Malawatch. I love that kid. I saw that kid was in Senegal at the academy. I really had eyes on him. He has great potential. I mean, you guys just saw a glimpse tonight because he's a young boy. And that's um, he's new to this stage, but his future is bright. He can do so many things in the basketball. It's amazing. And um, I love the fact that he's playing well because it allows everybody to see why the academy was a good addition to African programs, why it was important that NBA has academies across the world, because now these kids go through great programs early as they detected, and that will ensure that we have more African players that can be solid at the pro level, unlike back in the day. So I'm really excited. I'm happy about how he's doing. I hope um, his brother from uh, SAP gets to play Yorish because he's the same size, he plays the same way I watched him play. He's on the bench of FAP, maybe FAP, coach, gives him a shot today. Well, Prince, I know we've talked about the NBA Academy Africa Ball Elevate program, but uh, what are your thoughts of these young these young players we're seeing in Cairo? I think they haven't disappointed at all. They really uh, show that, you know, they could basically sit in the table of men and prove, uh, you know, that they could also uh, make a big difference. And I really, really like what they have done, especially this young man from Sudan. Uh, being 15 years old, I think he's probably the youngest as far as, um, you know, all those BL elevated players are concerned, the youngest player in this tournament is 15 years old. And, you know, if you compare that, Sunny, with um, the 40-year-old, Olympia Cipriano from the Petro team, goodness, that's age difference. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what, a, what an age disparity, yes, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, such a big age disparity, but what I like about it the most is that um, this 15-year-old is watching those 40-year-olds or 30-something-year-olds, and so there's sort of a transition as far as you know that generation is concerned, and this kid is going to be there for such a long time, hopefully, you know, some of um, this NBA elevator players. I do not just stop here at the Basketball African League. I hope that they can dream and, you know, on, as Dikendo Mutombo actually said in one of those um, you know, interviews that he did during the Congress match uh, against Fukash, that continue keeping your dreams alive 
Any child listening to us right now from the African continent, continue keeping your dreams alive. You may just find yourself as one of the BL elevate, NBA elevate players competing at the BL tournament, and you may just find yourself as being the greatest African basketball player of all time. You know, you're competing in the NBA, and possibly, who knows, maybe we might just have found the next Joel Embiid, Sonny. I'm VOA Sonny Young, and if you're just tuning in right now you're listening to special voice of america coverage of the second season of the basketball africa league and we're also joined in addition to prince nesta by abel and son team liaison manager for as sale of morocco and as sale will be competing next month in the basketball africa league playoffs so we look forward to to seeing uh, Abel in Kigali, as well as Coach Liz Mills. Abel, uh, we heard Prince mention uh, Dikembe Mutombo, such a giant, uh, not just in stature, but in terms of his humanitarian work and what he's done for uh, basketball in Africa. And, and I did see that interview uh, earlier with Dikembe, uh, and he, he he almost got teary-eyed when he, talking about uh, Fukash, Espor Fukash, the Congolese club, to, to see a Congolese club competing um, in the Basketball Africa League for the first time. But uh, the other thing uh, he mentioned uh, in another interview from Cairo Abel was the uh, Basketball Without Borders program and how uh, Joel Embiid is a product of the uh, Basketball Without Borders program. But maybe share your impressions of Dikembe Mutombo uh, and what he's meant for the development of basketball in Africa. Dikembe Mutombo has been an amazing ambassador because thanks to him, the NBA built its confidence in African programs and African players. Thanks thanks to his team's work on pushing programs, helping solidify relationships, between a lot of people on the continent and the NBA. It has really allowed the NBA to invest a bit more in Africa, confidently knowing that they had keepers like Dikembe to watch over what was being invested in. He's right about basketball and borders. BWB, I mean, as well as came out of there, I believe Pascal also. It's, um, it's always been a great platform, and these kids get to get inspired by their favorite NBA players when they interact and the top coaches in the NBA that come out there, Spoltra has come out there a couple of times, all these guys. It helps inspire these kids. So I've, I've always admired what Dikembe has done. He's always tried his best. He's literally reached out to some of the kids. I know as a fact, he's reached out when they're coming up, when they're still in college, when they're still in high school. Dikembe has actually done that. A lot of people might not know it, but he actually does. He reaches out early to try to help you, guide you, your career to let you know what decisions to make, how to make those decisions. And so he's been very instrumental in the success of a lot of young African players that have made it to the league after he came in because he unselfishly led. He didn't act like some people. Some people, when they reach the top, they don't want other people to climb. But the came there has always pulled other guys on top. So shout out to him. The big man has always been a big example and, uh, you know, he's, he's one of those main guys that have helped uh, NBA and African basketball um, link up and build whatever they're doing right now. 
That's Abel Enson, the team liaison for the Moroccan basketball club, A.S. Saleh. And Abel spoke with me and Prince Nesta on the telephone from Nairobi, Kenya. The Basketball Africa League is back. Voice of America joins forces with Africa's Premier Men's Basketball League to bring you the second season of the BAL. 38 games, 12 teams leaving it all on the court in Senegal, Egypt and Rwanda to determine the 2022 season champion. Tune in to VOA 24-7, FMs and to our radio and TV affiliates for some action. Pre-game, play-by-play, post-game, daily highlights, delivered by our finest commentators. Basketball Africa League 2022 on Voice of America. May the best team win. Basketball Africa League 2022 is a partnership between the International Basketball Federation, FIBA, and the National Basketball Association, the NBA. In NBA playoff action Sunday, the Phoenix Suns, the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics, and the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks all scored victories to take one game to none leads in their first round playoff series. In Boston, Massachusetts, the Celtics beat the Brooklyn Nets in thrilling fashion as we hear now from the AP's Gethin Coolbaugh. Jason Tatum made a spinning layup at the buzzer to give the Celtics a dramatic 115-114 victory over the Nets after former Celtics Celtic Kyrie Irving's three to put Brooklyn up 114-111 with 46 seconds remaining. Tatum later took a pass from Marcus Smart on a backdoor cut and spun around Irving for the winning basket. Everybody was on their feet. We just got a big stop. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. A, a, a buzzer beater, you know, in a playoff playoff game at home in front of our fans. Tatum finished with a team-high 31 points, and Al Horford added 20 points and 15 rebounds for Boston. Irving led all scores with 39 points, and Kevin Durant added 23 to pace the Nets. Gethin Coolbaugh, Boston. Thanks, Gethin. With more on the playoff victories by the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, here is the AP's Dave Ferry. The Bucks coughed up a 16-point lead before going on an 8-0 run in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. 93 86 over the Bulls. Giannis Antetokounmpo had 27 points and 16 rebounds. So many reasons um, why the game was ugly. You know, wasn't able to make open shots. Uh, wasn't able to uh, get to our spots. As uh, uh, not just for us, for both teams. I think you know, just um, not playing the game for a couple of days. You know, it's. Uh, it, Get you out of rhythm. Drew Holiday sank a go-ahead three-pointer with 5.03 remaining. Holiday finished with 15 points and Brooke Lopez had 18. Nikola Vucevic had 24 points and 17 rebounds for the Bulls. We have to start games better, uh, but I think we, we, we saw what we need to do to, to play with them and uh, have a chance to win. So it's just on us to make sure we start off games well. Uh, we focus on all the things we go over. You know, we, we come out aggressive. Game two is Wednesday in Milwaukee. 
Chris Paul pumped in 19 of his 30 points in the fourth quarter to secure the Suns' win over the Pelicans. 110-99 in Game 1 of the first-round series. Paul got hot after New Orleans cut a 23-point deficit to 79-71 by the end of the third quarter. He drained three three-pointers and a layup in two and a half minutes. You read the game, sort of take what the defense gives you. Uh, they started, when they bring Nance in, they usually read one through five, which means switch every ball screen. So it was open. Take it. Devin Booker had 25 points for Phoenix, which held New Orleans to 34 points and 22% shooting in the first half. C.J. McCollum had 25 points for the Pelicans, who stay in Phoenix for Game 2 on Tuesday. I'm Dave Ferry. Thanks, Dave. Now let's go to Miami, Florida, where Duncan Robinson wasn't just hot for the Miami Heat with his three-point shooting. He was club record hot. As we hear now from the AP's Jane Ferry. Duncan Robinson was tremendous as the Heat opened their NBA playoff schedule with a 115-91 pounding of the Hawks. Robinson came off the bench to set a team record for three-pointers, going 8-for-9 from downtown and 9-of-10 overall. Whatever I can do to help us win is what I'm all in for. And whatever that looks like. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to buy into it, uh, and I am buying into it. He led all scorers with 27 points. Teammate Jimmy Butler finished with 21, and P.J. Tucker had 16. Meanwhile, Trey Young was ice cold as he missed 11 of his 12 attempts and finished with just 8 points. They did a lot of trapping and things like that, so it's it's more about getting guys to the right place and uh, making the right reads. So it's, um, it's a collective unit whenever a guy gets trapped. Danilo Gallinari had a team-high 17 points for Atlanta. Game 2 is Tuesday in Miami. I'm Jane Ferry. Join me, Heidi Adams, on the next Straight Talk Africa. I'll have an exclusive interview with Wamkele Mene, Secretary General of the African Continental Free Trade Agreement, said to be the world's largest free trade zone. Plus, a new report reveals a link between the media's portrayals of Africa on the next Straight Talk Africa. This Wednesday at 18.30 UTC. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Samson Omale joins us now with the results of Confederation of African Football Champions League quarterfinal matches played across the continent over the weekend. All four ties remain too close to call, though wider Casablanca of Morocco look most likely to progress after claiming a win on the road. Why did Casablanca defeated host Sierra Dad 1-0 in Algiers thanks to a goal early in the second half from Gay Mbenza? Reigning African champions Al Hockley, meanwhile, secured a 2-1 win over Raja Casablanca in Cairo. Pizza Motsumane's side surged into an early 2-0 lead through Amir El Salia and Hussein El Shahat. But the Green Eagles pulled a goal back through Mohamed Zirida before halftime. Coach Motsumane speaks only a victory over Raja Casablanca. It's a very difficult game for us. This game should have been killed, yeah. We didn't kill it, but inshallah we'll win there. I believe in my team. I've been to Morocco and we won. I know I know the history here. When you've been to Morocco, you never won. But I've been here. I went to Morocco. We won. Why we didn't win is because we missed a lot of chances. I, I believe that we will win in Morocco. Saturday's early game saw Petro Duluanda and Mamelodi Sundowns winning streak by defeating the South African Giants 2-1 in the 
Angolan capital. Rolani Mokwena, the head coach of Mamelodi Sundown, says they are happy to go back to Johannesburg with an away goal to the advantage. But we are okay to go to to Johannesburg with a with a two one scoreline. We take the away goal and we we can definitely score. In, and and I think Petra also knows that there's a goal there's a goal in Pretoria. The first quarterfinal tie began on Friday night and ended in a nil-nil draw in Algiers between host ES Sativ and Asparans du Tunis. The return leg matches will be played on Friday the 22nd and Saturday the 23rd of April. And now to athletics. The fourth Ugandan National Athletics Trials took place at the weekend at the Nelson Mandela National Stadium in Namboli. Athletes from the various clubs across Uganda converged to compete in the different competitions with varying targets to account. Uganda's middle distance runner Halima Nakai, who won a bronze medal at the just concluded World Indoor Athletics Championships in Belgrade, said the trial will prepare Ugandan athletes for the World Athletics Championships in Oregon, United States, where she hopes to defend her 800 meters title as well as the Commonwealth Games and African Senior Championships. I'm so grateful for Uganda Athletic Federation for organizing these national trials to enable us to check on the level of our fitness. More so the reason to why I compete in our national trials to motivate the upcoming athletes. I am Samson Omale in Abuja, Nigeria. Hello listeners, my name is Sheila Omurebuyungo, uh, KCCA Volleyball Club head coach and national team uh, head coach for the Uganda Volleyball Cranes men. Listen to Sony Side of Sports on Voice of America. Go beyond the daily headlines with VOA's Flashpoint Ukraine. Each weekday at 1935 UTC, join me, Steve Miller, as I put the latest developments into a global context with interviews and analysis. Listen online at voanews.com slash flashpoint or in your favorite podcast player. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Prince Nesta joins us now with a look at the weekend highlights in the major European club football leagues. Sporty greetings, Prince. Sporty greetings to you too, Sunny. Senegalese speedster Sadio Mane and French footballer of Malian descent Ibrahima Konate both registered their names in the scholarship to help Liverpool secure a 3-2 win against Manchester City to advance to the 2022 FA Cup final. Jack Grealish and Bernardo Silva scored the citizens' consolation goals. Liverpool remain in contention for four trophies, having won the League Cup reached the semi-finals of the Champions League and still in the race for the Premier League title where they sit a point behind leaders City. Liverpool boss Jürgen Klopp celebrated his team's win. First half was absolutely, absolutely insane, not only result but performance-wise as well. It was for sure one of the best first halves we ever played um, since I'm at Liverpool. So, yeah, and, and I'm really happy about the second half as well because the strength of City when they showed up again, it's like, okay, wow, that's really special if you beat them. And we, we, and we beat them, and we deserve it. They were lucky here, lucky there, but they were lucky as well with our counterattacks. So this is the, 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 the fair outcome for a really special football game, and um, yeah, I'm really, really happy. Manchester City boss Pep Guardiola also shared his thoughts on the match. First half, we were so passive. We were scary to, to support the people when we go there. And... Um, 
in the second half, you knew had the momentum, so we had the, the most clear chances, except at the end, of course, when everything was there and one or two actions, the counter-attack, so we scored a goal and Gabriel had two options and Fernandinho at the end and Jack another one, so it's not easy to do it against Liverpool when against against Alisson, we have our chances in this type of games. We fought until the end, we show our pride, and now, yeah, we have... Uh, for days for the next game, we have to recover well and continue for the next two competitions that we have. There was Manchester City boss Pep Guardiola reacting to his team's loss to Liverpool in the FA Cup semi-finals. The result sets up another date at Wembley with Chelsea, who also secured their place in their third consecutive FA Cup final after earning a 2-0 win over Crystal Palace at Wembley, courtesy of gold from Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Mason Mount. Here's Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel's reaction to his team's performance. We have to give credit to the opponent. They played a completely new system. They closed all spaces. They they did not allow us to, to explore the spaces where we wanted to. So And we did not want to give any spaces for counterattacks. So we were very disciplined. And, yeah, okay, two disciplined teams against each other. Then it can, it can look like it looked in first half. But the good thing was we, we grew into the game. We took a bit of more risk, but not, not crazy risk. And uh, were a bit more fluid and, and a bit more, more courageous with every minute and kept the patient and focus and, and uh, got the first goal to decide the match. Crystal Palace's French coach of Senegalese descent, Patrick Vieira, also shared his thoughts on the match. We tried to, to play our best, but Chelsea was... Uh was good, was too good on the day for us. We tried to frustrate them and I think we managed to do it in the first half. But we we tried our best and today wasn't enough against a really good side. There's Crystal Palace boss Patrick Vieira after his team's loss against Chelsea in the FA Cup semi-finals match played in Wembley. And moving on to the English Premier League, five-time Ballon d'Or winner Cristiano Ronaldo's stunning hat-trick ensured Manchester United and a 3-2 win against Norwich City at Old Trafford. It was Cristiano Ronaldo's 50th club career hat-trick which ensured United moved to fifth in the table, three points behind Tottenham Hotspur. He is United's boss Ralph Ragnick's reaction to his team's performance. Being 2-0 up uh, should have made life a lot easier uh, for us, but it didn't because we just didn't defend well enough. Uh, both get both goals. Actually, we could have even conceded a goal earlier on on two transitional moments. And uh, yeah, this is exactly those those things that we need to do a lot better in the upcoming games. There's Manchester United boss Ralph Ragnick following his team's victory against Norwich in the Premier League. It was another disappointing weekend for Arsenal, who were beaten 1-0 by Southampton despite having 23 attempts at goal. Jan Bernarek's goal ensured the Gunners missed the chance to move level on points with Tottenham, much to the disappointment of their manager Mikael Ateta. Difficult to explain because this is football and it's not basketball. Because I know that sport you win the game very comfortably and you're talking about different things. Um, difficult to explain that considering that little to lose a football match. But um, at the end of the day, it's decided in the boxes. They scored one goal. We didn't, and for the amount of time that we spent around their box and the shots that we have and the situation and the clear-cut chances that we had. Uh, we didn't put them on the ball because they have an exceptional goalkeeper today and because, as well, we didn't have enough quality and enough 
capacity to break them down when when we had the numbers and the situations open. Southampton boss Raf Hazenhattle also shared his thoughts on the match. We knew that it's time to show reaction and to show that we also can play a little bit different. And uh, today it was a different game. I mean, under 30% possession, we've never had, I think, this season so far. We didn't want to give them a chance for an early ball win. We want to be compact. We want to minimize the mistakes we made in the last weeks because you have to when you concede, I think, 13 goals in the last four games or whatever, uh, when you have to change uh, things. And this is what we did today. I know that we can play more football. I know that we can play better. But it's also good to know that we can defend like this. And this is this was the goal for today. Then Southampton manager Ralph Hazenhantl reacting to his team's win against Arsenal. Tottenham also suffered a blow in their top four fight following a 1-0 defeat against Brighton. It's a game with uh, tactical on one side and the other side. And um, I think maybe at the end, uh, Ado was uh, um, uh, the more fair uh, uh, final result. But um, at the end, uh, if Brighton won the game, and uh, they, they deserve, they deserve to, to, to win. Um, but it was uh, for sure a difficult game for, for, for us. Dale's pass boss Antonio Conte sharing his thoughts after his team suffered a 1-0 defeat to Brighton in the Premier League. Moving on to the French League, French South Cameroonian descent Kylian Mbappe and Brazilian superstar Neymar both recorded their names on the score sheet as Paris Saint-Germain secured a 2-1 home victory against Marseille. The Parisians currently top the French League table with 74 points and could be crowned champions next to Ken with only six games left. In other fixtures, second half strikes from French striker of Tunisian descent with Sam Benyede and Dutch football of Ghanaian descent Myron Boadu handed Monaco a 3-2 win at third place Rene. While French football of DR Congolese descent Arnold Kalimuendo recorded his name on the score sheet to help Lens secure a 2-1 win against Lille. And finally, in the Spanish La Liga, French striker of Algerian descent Karim Benzema inspired Real Madrid's 3-2 last-minute comeback win against Hanples Sevilla, while Yannick Carrasco's last-minute penalty and Atletico Madrid a 2-1 home win over Espanyol. Reporting for the sunny side of sports and Prince Nestor. Hi, this is Larry London, the host of VOA's Border Crossings, where we feature music and interviews along with your favorite artists from around the world. Tune in and interact live with us here in Washington, D.C. Hello, Shirin. Hello, Larry. How are you? Good. How are you tonight? Border Crossings comes to you Monday through Friday at 1500 UTC GMT. Thanks, Larry. That's Larry London, a man who's always ready to cross musical borders. I encourage our sunny side of sports listeners to follow me on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. Once again, that address, facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Once again, my Twitter handle at VOA Sunny Sports. In professional golf, 
American Jordan Spieth won the Heritage Tournament Sunday on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. The AP's Graham Agars reports. Spieth has posted a come-from-behind playoff win to claim the RBC Heritage Tournament. The 28-year-old Spieth charged home with a final round 66 that included two eagles and a final hole birdie. Just came out today and said, I'm not going to leave one putt short. And if they miss, they miss. And they made just enough to... To cap it and, and win. The Texan made a par at the first extra hole to close out Patrick Cantlay, who had finished at 13 under after a final round 68. The victory was the first for the season and the 13th on the PGA Tour for Spieth, who bounced back from the disappointment of missing the cut at the Masters last week. I'd never missed cut at the Masters before and very rarely had not had you know a chance to win on the weekend, so I hated it. It was the worst feeling. It's my favorite tournament in the world, and I just love contending at that event. And I was hitting it really, really well, and honestly, just didn't feel like I deserved to miss that cut. My goal was to get back to strokes, to positive strokes gain for the week, which meant I had to make up a few today. And early in the round, I, I certainly did that. Um, missed a three putted on 11, and and but then made a couple more coming in. I'm Graham Agar. Thanks, Graham. Finally, in Texas, in front of a crowd of nearly 40,000 fight fans, American Errol Spence Jr. stopped the Cuban Jordanis Ugas in round 10 Saturday night to retain his WBC and IBF welterweight titles and take Ugas's WBA belt. Spence remains unbeaten as a prize fighter, 28-0, while Ugas saw his record drop to 20 seven wins and five losses. And that wraps up the April 18th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. That's the sunny side of sports. I get it.